I'm Alex Bowman, he's Chris Keogh, he's a barrister, I've got a law degree, we're both comedians. Hello, Barely Legal Comedy Podcast. <laughs> Still don't know what it's called. Barely Legal Comedy Podcast. It's barely called. Legal Comedy. And I know that the logo doesn't say that because yes. I designed the logo. And um, some of our intros don't say that either because I accidentally put a couple of older ones on. <laughs> so utter garbage from the off. Um, you're, are we allowed to talk about your new job? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically you're copying me because I did this first. <laughs> so you're now a lecturer at a university, aren't you? Yeah. Are you allowed to say which one? Um, yeah, well, at the minute, it's Liverpool John Moores University. You know? Ooh, so that you're like putting yourself out for other universities. <laughs> well, but it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, at the moment, I'm a quote-unquote visiting lecturer. Right. right. So, um, depending on when this goes out, I may not be working there <laughs> anymore because the semester might have ended and my temporary contract might have come, but we'll see. It, it may be that I end up staying there or whatever, but yeah, it's... What's your dream like... university to work at? Oh, um, probably like somewhere, like Sydney, <laughs> or, or the University of Florence or somewhere like that. Like nearly... Hannibal Lecter, that's where Hannibal Lecter is. Yeah, oh, I'd love to, like, is it, was it fine arts that he taught, or art Possibly, history or something yeah, like that? Uh, yeah, artist, art history. <laughs> I thought you just said Bolton, because yeah, you could Bolton. just walk there. Well, that, that would be all right as well, you know, if, in, apart from in my, well, you said dream though, not like, yeah, what's yeah, the okay. most practical university <laughs> to work at? <laughs> Yeah, if I, if I worked at Bolton, I could walk to work. That'd be yeah. cool. Or ride my bike And you there. could go to I'd cycle there like a proper lecturer. <laughs> you know, with me. Oh, Tweed jacket God. flapping in the wind behind me. Of all the like... jolly old road. <laughs> <laughs> with all the cars beeping at me. <laughs> of all the jobs designed for you, it's this, isn't it? But really? I think pretty much it sort of combines. There's a lot of transferable skills that all go into the same thing. I've, I've got to stop. One thing I keep doing in, in the seminars, because I don't know anyone's name, Right, because right, there's too many of them, and I said, I asked, like, how many have you got? About 80? No, no, like 30 or something. Right, so I probably could we'll learn the names, it's not that I've only got them for like eight weeks, though. So it's oh, like, okay. So yeah, I know no, so, I, that's what I had. I had 10 weeks, I knew everybody's name. I know by some the of the names, like, um, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, so did I. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Becky. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so I'm like, so when people like answer a question or why like, ask a question or get involved. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, it's like I'm, I think I'm MC, and I'm like, going, what was that meant? You know, <laughs> it just. <laughs> Where are you from? Yeah. Uh, could you tell me a bit about men's rea? Men's rea. So women's rea, eh? Woo, you know. <laughs> Have you done any marking yet? No, not yet. Because marking's the worst bit, mm. firstly, but also it utterly confirms what you think. You're rarely surprised, put it like that. That's what I found. Right, okay. So, you know, I don't know if with 30, if you're, if you're doing much practical stuff, if it's just lecturing and not like tutorials, but you, like the, the neat looking student with glasses who sits at the front and has got like a million pencils will be really good, usually. <laughs> yeah. There's very little surprises. And they're the ones sat at the back who's clearly still coming down from whatever they've had the night before and stuff, and they never got any equipment. They're normally not as good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, that'll be interesting to see, because it, it's, it's, there's, there's some people that are really engaged and yes. others that aren't, you yes. know, and there's ones that clearly have done the work and others that haven't <laughs> yes. and, and so on and yes. so forth and it's and it's it really is that simple it, 
I was amazed because I never figured that throughout my education career as a student that you, you think somehow that you'll hand it in and everything that's gone before is forgotten and they'll just look at that work. Yeah. And actually the work also is really bad. It's of a really low standard because you've not been engaged or bothered all the way through. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I was definitely more in the in seminars. I'd done none of the reading. Yeah. Sat there just going, well, I don't know. Like, I'd occasionally have a stab at something, but it wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pity... Like, now I'm interested in stuff, now I'm older, there's no opportunity to learn. Not the same opportunity, sorry. As in, I couldn't just pause my life. If I could go back to uni for three years and it was all paid and somebody would pay my bills, like my mum. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd really enjoy it. And I, I think you'd get loads more out of it when you're a bit older and a bit more interested in stuff. Oh, definitely, yeah. I'd, 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 if, I, if I became independently wealthy, that's what I would do. Just go to uni. I'd just yeah. go to uni all the time, yeah. And what um, would you learn? I'd, 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 well, like we were saying before, like, like Hannibal Lecter, I'd, I'd, st- <laughs> I'd, I'd do fine art, I think. Yeah. Also, there's loads of hot chicks on it as well for when you, uh, that I would imagine. What, on fine art, you think? Well, more than like on physics, put it like that. Yeah. Or law. <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd possibly do, um, what's the word, like philosophy, maybe? Mm. maybe literature you know like proper yeah, do really academic yeah. things you know, yeah, the sort of yeah. thing that people go oh what are you going to do like, as a job after that is all like that's no, the only beyond stay end here all. forever yeah, but, like, I don't need to I've got I'm rich <laughs> yeah. already you know <laughs> so basically your socialist dream is funded by a capitalist nightmare yes <laughs> <laughs> so what case are we doing today then is it one have you have you done this case to your uni people yet? Have you got this y- far? Yeah, yeah. So, right. th- th- so you've this, already done the prep. I've already done the prep. <laughs> like seriously, the, the the prep I've been doing for teaching is going to benefit our podcast Good. so much because I've got a folder full of stuff. I've got literally probably now thirty episodes worth of really? notes on oh. cases and ideas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking before about me showing you how to edit and put it up so soon. I'll just be the voice on the intro and you can record them all on your own. <laughs> and I'll go on at the end and say, hey, thanks, if you like that, please subscribe. Yeah. That's <laughs> my dream as well. You can just do the adverts. When we're big yeah. enough, we have adverts. You know, like Adam Buxton's podcast yeah. and he does his own adverts. Like, you could you could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to do it. So we're going to talk about intention. So we're moving okay. on from, so thus far we've done about actus reus, which yeah. is obviously the physical acts. And... and I'm sure people can remember that there are, you know, two, you know, two things have to be proven. The only thing I remember, basically. <laughs> so there's the actus race, which is the physical act. Ah, sorry, and, I kicked um, the drum kit. Sorry. <laughs> and you might not believe me. You've got, we've got a drum kit. We've got a drum kit. Yeah. Um, it's pitting, you, can't, you know, like you, we can't do the little it's rim shots. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> which sound really rude, but they are called rim shots. <laughs> um, so we. And then there's the mens rea as well, which is the mental elements. Yeah. Now, there are, basically, there's like three main types of mens rea. We will talk about each of these in turn. Um, so there's intention. So like in descending order, there's intention. Um, do, so, do, 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 do. It's like top of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> um, in at three, intention. Um, there is recklessness. Still at number two. Not, number, not to the top spot this week, recklessness. And then there's negligence. 
which is all of those are good names for bands yeah intention would be a great name for a band recklessness would be an awesome name for like a punk band that's a bit it's got a punk vibe to it recklessness and what's the top one negligence negligence that feels like a bit of an emo vibe yeah yeah they just all went in black coats stood on beaches in december (laughs) (laughs) why don't you love me because i don't love myself (laughs) although negligence would never get to number one Anymore. No, no, there would there would be like yeah, it'd be some sort of K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also presumably they would, you know, be you know they wouldn't have. I'm not I'm not going to finish that joke. Can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, oh, I feel sorry for those Liverpool University students. <laughs> Oh. Keo's MC and he's had a meltdown. <laughs> he's dreaming of Florence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What that's reading how, do you it. give them? Do what? you give them... Um, oh, I've got one of your books in my car. Which one? Um, is it called Five Killings or Seven Killings? Oh, A Brief History of Seven Killings. Yeah. All right, did you read it? I started it and then it, I, I thought it was like too hard. Right. I really enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed it, but it's written in patois. Yeah. So, so I, oh, yeah. well, uh, as I was doing it and then every, I was like... Every white cell in your body was like, well, I can't understand. No, it was it. just hard. So then I had to read it out loud because I thought it would be easier. So you read it out loud? So I read it out loud like when <laughs> they were speaking. The and, yeah, well, no, because it's written in Pathos. <laughs> yeah, so I was just yeah. reading it. Then Babylon's come down to... And I was oh, just like, yeah, this is like, really bad. Talking about like... Pussy hole and ras and yeah, and, yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I could finish reading it, or I could just read Revolutionary Road, which I also had at the time and quite right. enjoyed. Oh right, I've never read that. It's well, a I, bit I'm... like Mad Men. It basically, as soon as you read it, you're like, oh, oh my god, I, I think I know how they pitched Mad Men. Right. Okay. Because it's this. It's it's their life. I've never seen Mad Men. If you, I wouldn't. You've make never that seen it. Mental. Of course, I've never seen it. Well, I think they've also made a film out of Revolutionary Road, actually. Did, yeah, they might they, they be are. making a series out of it. Yeah. I know it's like highly regarded, isn't it? It's yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah. The book was all right. I mean, there was a bit of a... Have you read Brighton Rock? And you're kind of like, oh, Brighton Rock's all right. And then at the end you go... <gasps> yeah. It yeah. was kind of like that. The last two, three chapters, I was like, oh, right, whoa. Yeah. And it's I, good because it's like nothing. It's all like, they're all very like... on. Drinking and pills and everything's kind of they're arguing a bit, but they're, they're not really paying attention in their lives, which I always quite like my heroes to do that because it makes me feel justified. <laughs> but then something really bad always happens to them at the end, and yeah, I don't yeah, like that. Going, oh no, that's, that, there seems to be some sort of lesson here. <laughs> There's a consequence to, to not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, you're like. You're reading the Christmas Carol, going, oh, I like this Scrooge guy. He's, <laughs> I he's do. Got it he's, to be honest, Scrooge, he's Stop not. reading after one chapter. Scrooge, <laughs> a model for how to live your life. At Christmas. <laughs> he's got, he doesn't buy into the commercialisation of it. No, no, exactly. Do you know what? He's kind of, he is the modern message. Yeah. They should redo a Scrooge where everyone's like, oh, well done, Scrooge, for not for putting yourself in massively. Yeah. <laughs> You're not putting yourself in debt. <laughs> also, it's some sort of, who is this Chris Pringle? Because <laughs> when when would Scrooge have been written? It would have been written pre Santa Claus, being a, yeah, a Coca Cola yeah. invention. Yeah. So, exactly, I'm with him. <laughs> uh, right. So anyway, we've got three. Uh, <laughs> I should come and do a lecture with you. Do you Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just stop you every time. Imagine you had your lesson plan, and by the end of it, you couldn't have done nothing. One thing. 
Uh, right. Last week, last week, it got stopped by a fire alarm. Oh. <laughs> fire alarm went off, and you've never seen anyone. They all like, "Oh, it's real!" At <laughs> warp speed, packed the bags and like, ran oh. out of the building. I really miss. I loved when I was at, when I worked at uni. It was it was my dream job as well, largely, except for twice in the ten weeks when you've got to do marking. Yeah, and it just it's hellish that bit. Yeah, it is really bad because you know you're not really getting paid for that bit now. So then that fantastic fee of what I think was about 35 quid an hour and you're like oh my god 35 quid an hour to just come in and talk about comedy and hey let's make jokes up everybody Ooh, let's do a little play yeah. it was brilliant you think this and is, this <laughs> is too good to be true it and really it turns out week five <laughs> and you're like oh, hang on I've got a mark suddenly it's like you're watching it go down 35 quid an hour 30 quid an hour 50, it finishes at about 12 quid an hour and you're thinking, hang on, if I was at Sainsbury's, I would be getting pissed now. I'd be in the pub. Anyway, uh, right, what we're saying. Top three. Yeah, so that, so the three types of mens rea. Yeah. So we're going to start talking about intention. We'll start, right. Because that's, that's the most, that's uh, the highest type of mens rea. You oh, know, right, like so that's number one, not number three. Yeah, yeah. So the charts were wrong. As usual. I know. thought you said in descend it. Oh, no, I, I didn't think so. No. I think we should I go back just... and listen. I'll fact check this. <laughs> <laughs> right, so intention is the number one. Yeah, and so yeah, intention is like, if you think about it, in terms of, you know, in, in terms of seriousness of offences. Yeah. Um, and when we come on to do offences against the person, that we're this, always coming on to do this stuff. Coming really... on to just do stuff. <laughs> do it all in one, in one episode. There you go, we're all done. <laughs> uh, you, you'll see that, you know, that there's like a in terms of seriousness of the offences against the person, you've got section 18, which is wounding with intent, mm. and then section 20, which is wounding, but without intent. Right. You know, when you've been reckless to it. So, so it's, it's, you know, if you intend to do something, that's more, there's more culpability with intention. There's less culpability with recklessness, and negligence is, is below recklessness, okay? Um, they should have these categories for Twitter. Do you think? You know, when you're talking about cancelling people, yeah. and people making mistakes... This should be like intention, then it should be like recklessness, and then just like negligence. Negligence, yeah. Just, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, say an old, a 70-year-old former famous singer has said something that's a little bit racist, and you should go, right, was there intention there, firstly? No. Yeah. Was it reckless? Yes. Okay. Right, there you go. You're cancelled. You're not quite cancelled. You're oh, on right, a warning. Okay. Right, yeah. You're on a final written cancellation <laughs> yeah. warning. And then, well, if someone's just negligent, as in like, oh, I, well, thought, I thought that was fine. You know, because like, that's yellow sort card. Of you know, people, if people's intention are to, to be, to use what they think is the correct terminology, but terminology has moved on since then. Yeah. Then you think, well, you can't really have a go at them, can you? But they've been possibly negligent in not exactly. keeping up with current affairs and so on. Yeah. Basically, when I went to the coffee shop and read A Brief History of Seven Killings Out Loud. <laughs> What I'm saying here is I didn't mean it. <laughs> right, what are we on about? So, we, so we're going to start with intention. So, okay. And because we love subcategorizing things as lawyers, there are actually um, two types of intention, basically. <laughs> yeah. So there's direct intention yes. and there is indirect or oblique intention. Yes. Say oblique, it's oblique just better. It's just it's nice better, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the fact, I like the fact that it's your indirect slash it is an oblique itself. It? <laughs> yeah. It's nice little... Yeah. Nice That's little the kind of material <laughs> that I'll have the students rolling in the aisles. This is, 
Imagine that front row now, just going, oh, Mr. Keogh. <laughs> <laughs> They're always standing on the desks as the... Some oh, sort Captain, my Captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dingoes. Keogh, damn it, play by the rules. <laughs> We're calling indirect attention here. <laughs> Oblique. <laughs> oh, oh, they'll all be sending you like, you know, like at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Art, all the girls will be like, Batting their Batting eyelids, their eyelids exactly. at me, yeah. Like that. And shut their eyes and it'll say, I love you, written on their eyelids. And I've got to escape through my office. Because they all go, <laughs> like, I was thinking, it must have been a really bad teacher, Indiana Jones. Because, like, surely, if, there's that bit where they're all outside his office waving bits of paper at him. He's like, if it explained it better in class, <laughs> I wouldn't have all these extra questions. <laughs> also, just if you're like a Nazi, go to the university when he's not expecting it, mid-lecture. Yeah. Or, you know, when he's walking his way back from his, he's just had his dinner. Yeah. yeah get him in the quadrangle. Well, get you know him while he's mean? got his tweed on. Yeah, he's exactly. He's his whip with him. You yeah, know? That's, <laughs> or his gun or whatever. You know, that's so. when it's easier to kill yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just enrol on the course. <laughs> yeah. And then say, you've got a problem with your dissertation. Then get him in his in his room. Yeah. Stupid. No, no wonder they lost the war. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> we are 17 minutes in. Right, so we're going to start briefly talking about intention. So, so we're going to talk about oblique intention, because direct intention is very straightforward. It's when you intend to do the thing that you ultimately did. So let's, yeah. we're going to keep it in the area of murder, because this is where oblique intention only applies to murder cases. Um, so because of the more serious cases, basically. So, so let's say I intend to murder you. Right, yeah. kill, or kill, which is, and the mens rea for murder is to, is to, or, or the offence of murder is, is to take someone's life unlawfully. Um, right, and where the, does that come from? What it's co it's common law, so oh, right. it exists. It, it's not there is a homicide act, but the offence of murder isn't <laughs> included within within that. Bizarre. Um, there, there's a few. Yeah, the homicide act tidies up a few things, and it, and it includes offences like um, causing death by dangerous driving and, yeah. and things like that. But it doesn't include murder. Murder remains a common law offence. Now, there is um, a lot of discussion as to whether or not it should be codified, as in put into a Homicide Amendment Act or something with the offence. But no, we rely on effectively a wording from the 17th century <laughs> <laughs> to, to reflect things in the 21st century. And, and, and I'm not entirely sure why, why that is. There's, there's, there are often like law commission reports that recommend that it become codified. Right, and yet there's been a reluctance on the part of successive governments to to do that. Um, See, this is interesting, isn't it? If you're studying it, yeah. especially, yeah, this this entire yeah, yeah. area that the law, because you might not fully well, I presume you'd be able to tell them about law commission reports. Is there an equivalent um, for you know, like the Lancet or the British Medical Journal, mm. where there's lots of like really well regarded published academics in medicine saying. This is what we should be doing about vaccines. This is what we should be doing. Is there something? Is there a legal equivalent of there's the Lancet? Well, there's, there's loads of right of legal journals, yeah, right that, that are highly regarded. There's like you know, like Criminal Law Weekly and, and things like that. So, the, the, I don't think there is like a, a flagship one that every everything you know. There's going to be better ones than others, but yeah. we might be national. Um, so have you ever bit you might have to try and get in them now. You're an academic, or possibly. I mean, at the minute, I'm just a teacher. Oblique, oblique, yeah. <laughs> oblique intent from Chris Keogh. You uh, have like a little whimsical yeah. page three. There's Keogh looking to the heavens. <laughs> have you ever noticed when you're in court and your robe doesn't fit? 
Because what, what I could do, I mean, you, you can apply to, to get in, you know, you can write articles and, and submit yeah, them, even, even, even if you're not um, working directly for university. So um, you can create, if you want to work in academia, you, then you need to show like a fairly um, successful, you know, published publishing career yeah. in essence. Um, but yeah, so may, maybe I will. Maybe I'll, I'll become a, a be proper you. academic and a writer. Oh my yeah. God. And just imagine that. I'll see you will become. But what it was, I've got so much tweed and cravats and stuff like that that I had to do something. It was either start working at a university or throw them out. You know? I was like, yeah. I'm not throwing them out. It's so easier to change I'm, I'm your gonna life. I'm going to change career yeah. entirely. <laughs> to fit your wardrobe. <laughs> to fit my wardrobe, yeah. <laughs> so since I started wearing sweatshirts on stage rather than tweed, you know, I need to do something else to, to wear the tweed. Have you got um, a pipe? You need a pipe. I do, yeah. I'd quite like to... Yeah, I was going to start smoking. I won't smoke a pipe. It's dignified, it, isn't it? If you get an office, which you probably won't, but if you do, then we'll start recording there. Yeah. We'll do it from your office. Live from Liverpool. We'll be like <laughs> The Clash or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Who, live from Leeds. <laughs> right, come on. It's 21 minutes. We've done cock all. Right, okay. So we're going to talk about oblique intent. It applies to, it applies to murder. Now, oblique intent is effectively where... Um, as, as distinct from uh, direct intent. So, obviously, direct intent would be if I stab you, for example, yeah. and my intention is to cause you serious harm, grievous bodily harm, or to kill, and you die, that's the intention for murder. I've clearly unlawfully killed you by stabbing you. Yeah. The causation element's there, blah, blah, blah. So, so you couldn't rely on a defence. I just really wanted to, I wanted to puncture his lung and make him struggle to breathe and be in a lot of pain for a month. Because that would be serious harm. So I, I'd, I'd clearly intended to cause you GBH and that's yeah. sufficient for the And if that goes to murder, murder, then it's murder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you end up dying as a yeah. result of my intentional causing you serious harm, then that's murder, not yeah. manslaughter. Um, but what about, there's, there's cases where people, someone dies as a result of someone's action, but they didn't intend to cause them any harm even though what they've done has ultimately killed them. Mm. Now, that's where... There's, there's, it's interesting because that's where you're going to get oblique intent because they've clearly intended to do something that was unlawful um, but not actually kill or cause harm. So how, how does the law... Because it's basically... The, the oblique intent is sort of a step up from recklessness. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's sort of in a bit of a grey area. So the law has developed over a number of years. So it used to be... I'll give you just a quick whistle-stop tour of, of the law prior to the case we're going to do um, 21 minutes in. Um, of, of <laughs> it's fine. This is a bonus long episode. Yeah, Enjoy yeah. it, everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> this will be for when, you know, like you, you're struggling to get into work because of World War Three that's happening. And yes. It's taking this, longer. <laughs> this will take, yeah, enjoy this on your commute. So you, this will be all your new Liverpool University students, John Moores, they'll all be listening in. <laughs> Going, I've heard I, I told you he was a tosser. <laughs> <laughs> so previously, the leading authority was the DPP and Smith in right. 1961, um, and which basically set up an objective test. So they said, in terms of foreseeability, so so what you're talking about with the bleak intent is whether or not your action it was foreseeable that you that your action could cause serious harm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it used to be that it was a, it was an objective test. Like, would the reasonable man or woman, um, in all the circumstances of the case, have contemplated what happened as being a natural and probable result of, of, of this action? 
So that's really wide, you know what I mean? So you're talking about basically you could be convicted for murder, not whether or not you foresaw that serious mm. harm could occur, but whether this fictitious reasonable Reasonable man could. test. Now that, that's, that's a very, very wide interpretation and, and, and captures a lot of actions as being intentional, basically. Um, now that was overruled actually by um, the Criminal Justice Act. And, and, uh, Do you have an example of Smith of that first? Can you think, what about if I, so if you punch someone in a yeah. bit of a street fight and they sort of stumble over some litter and they fall and they crack their head on the curb and die, yeah. that is probably not enough. That would more likely be manslaughter, wouldn't it? it although it could it could come under a bleak intent as well, though. Right. It, it, it depends on whether you foresaw that. As, 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 a, as a possibility. So what, I think under, under Smith, that would almost certainly come under um, intention because, because you can see, well, actually, it does, it's something that you're aware of. It does happen. Yeah. Um, you, you're aware that, that it's foreseeable that it, that it could happen. Um, and so would you the, think would, would still be murder then? Would the re- it has, it's been charged as murder, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It depends on all the circumstances. So like, you know, it depends on exactly what the circumstances of it were and, and what the environment in which it's happened you know, and, and so on. Um, but it, it could come under murder. It's pr- it's pr- it's more likely to come under manslaughter and recklessness, but it could come under um, this idea of, of a bleak intention. Um, I mean, you, you may get direct intention there because it depends on the strength, you know, you know how mm. the force used in the punch. Yeah, um, and, and it, who you, you're what, punching. Yeah, exactly. Like a small woman. Yeah, yeah. A five-step woman and yeah. it's a bouncer. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it, you know, th- these are all things that, are, you know, that... that have an impact as to as to the decision that you know that the jury have got to decide, and that's the sort of thing that juries weigh up basically. Like, mm. What do we think? Do we think this person? Because you don't know someone's mind, so you have to look at their actions and words in the build up to an incident, at the actual time of it, and after it as well. You know, so if someone has basically you know said to everyone before, and I'm going to kill such and such a person, I'm going to kill because of this bad blood between them or, or mm. whatever. And then they go on to kill that person. And in doing so, when they punch them, they go, have that, you bastard, or whatever. And I hope you fall up and on, I hope on you, that yeah, curb. Fuck <laughs> crack the back <laughs> yeah. of your head open. Oh, that was a, what a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, you could probably say, well, there was clearly intention to cause serious harm, even if it wasn't to, in the exact way that they did have suffered the serious harm. The consequences of the punch has caused, you know, that there's been a natural line of causation there between mm. the incident and the damage occurring and if you say their intention there was to cause serious harm because we know that he want, he's said he's told loads of people that he wants to cause serious harm he's hit some there's medical evidence that says that this injury to the face could only be caused by you know significant impacts and you can prove that the impact to the face was also caused serious harm put all those together you would have direct intention and enough to convict for murder even if They've died as a result of effectively tripping over and banging their head. So yeah, it, it's it's an interesting sort of area. Um, <clears throat> now, the the clearly Parliament thought that that was too wide, and that was Smith. Smith. Is that DPP Smith? DPP Smith, nineteen sixty one. Nineteen sixty one. Yeah. Um, then the that was overruled by Section Eight of the Criminal Justice Act of nineteen sixty seven that basically said that a court or jury shall consider all the evidence to decide whether D, the defendant, foresaw or intended a particular result um, and shall not be bound to infer that the defendant intended or foresaw a result of his actions simply because it was a natural 
and probable consequence of those actions. So they clearly say, did the, this actual person, so it becomes a subjective test at that point. Right. Did this person actually foresee that this was this was going to, you know... So it's no longer happen. what it's, a reasonable man yeah. would perceive. Yeah. I mean, because in terms of, if, you, if you're prosecuting, it's a lot easier to prove what a reasonable person yeah, would yeah. have foreseen than what an actual person did. Especially with a jury of 12 reasonable people. Yeah, exactly. So, so we then come to the case of, and this is from 1975, Hyam and the DPP. Yes, one of my okay. favourite cases, actually. Yeah. Um, so this is in the House of Lords, and we've got Lord Hailsham, Lord, Lord of St Marylebone. Yep. Viscount Dilhorn. Dilhorn again. Lord Diplock. Diplock again. Diplock was. Uh, Diplock is was in the last case. He's Miller. I'm yeah. pretty sure Diplock's our versus Miller. Yeah. Um, he, oh, he's 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 all over it like a top boy in the sixties. Diplock. Lord Cross of Chelsea and Lord Kilbrandon, okay? Right, very um, nice. And it's actually from 1974, but it's reported in 1975. Um, in right, the, the and it's House because there's five of them, and yeah. it's the top court at the time. Top court, it's gone all the way to the top. Um, now, let's go through, briefly through the facts as to what happened. So the appellant, so that is Hyam, yeah. um, had had a relationship with a man who became engaged to be married to B, who's, who's named as B, basically. Right. This Not is the victim. Not like B, B E A B. No B, but li- literally the capital letter B. Okay. A secret. Yeah. In in the early hours of July fifteenth, nineteen seventy two, she went to B's house and poured petrol through the letterbox. Oof. Okay. Stuffed newspaper through it and lit it. <laughs> As you do. She gave B no warning, but went home, leaving the house burning. B escaped from the house, but her two daughters were suffocated by the fumes uh, of the fire, and the appellant was charged with their murder. So. Wow. She's killed two children, basically. Yeah. Um, as a consequence of her actions. Um, her defence was that she had set fire to the house only in order to frighten B so that she would leave the neighbourhood. So she's trying to get rid of a love rival, basically, and she's actually yeah. out of jealousy um, and, and so on. Um, and that was, a def- that was her defence. Um, in the law courts, Justice, Mr Justice Ackner directed the jury that the prosecution had to prove beyond reasonable doubt that the appellant had intended to kill or do serious bodily harm to be. Um, that and, if, and if they were satisfied that when she had set fire to the house that she had known it was highly probable that the fire would cause death or serious bodily harm, then the prosecution had proved the necessary intent and that it mattered not if her motive had been to frighten B. So remember, motive isn't part of a criminal no. offence. No. Um, it, it's evidentially important to say whether or not you think someone intended to do something. Um and, and, and here you can see where motive and intention overlap a little bit. So what, what the judge said previously is that the motive was to, was to um, frighten, but the intent was to cause harm if they're satisfied that it was um, highly probable that, that yeah. someone would be caused serious harm by setting fire to the house. Um, so and he advised the jury to concentrate on, um, on the intent to do serious bodily harm rather than the intent to kill. Um, because it's easier to prove that, basically, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, and the appellant was convicted of murder, and, but her appeal against conviction was dismissed by the Court of Appeal. So she's, she's come up to the House of Lords for right. a decision as to whether or not... Why was it dismissed by the appeal? They, 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 they disagreed, they with, disagreed with, with, yeah. with Agnes finding the, the direction, basically, that that was the correct test for, um, for whether or not the intention was there to, to commit murder. Um, so... 
Yeah, so here, so, so there we are. So, that, so that's what the, the appeal is to decide whether or not um, that that is the correct wording of of, of intention. And know? what is and what is the wording again? That it was that highly probable. Probable. Yeah, and it's it's got to be foreseeable, and it, and, and that it was that it was a highly probable consequence of her yes. actions. So you know, it's certainly if you look at it, it's certainly reckless, isn't it? To, yeah. So like, she's going to be she'd be convicted of manslaughter easily, basically yeah. by that. But it's whether or not it, 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 her, the foreseeability was was so probable that it actually moved into intention, and and that's where, yeah. and that's where the grey area lies really, and that and that's where if you were a student, that's where you would talk about things because that's where it's interesting, yeah, you know, and, and you show that you understand the difference between intention and, and recklessness, um, so yeah, so there we are, so that's that's they're the facts. What uh, what are your views on that? Do you think? Um, I can't remember. I was trying to. I was trying to remember the risk. Um. So, what's the what's the Smith test again? So Smith was an objective test. Would a reasonable right person... reasonable man? Yes, yes, yes. So then it moves to. So then the this the nineteen sixty seven Act. What's I can't remember the section. Was it twenty seven? Section eight. Section eight. Um. Does it? It moves to the test of what the defendant believed. Yeah. So I think on that basis it's manslaughter and not murder because she she didn't, even though it's very foreseeable, I'm not sure that is still the right test. I think it's what she perceives, what Hyam perceives. Okay. And she said over and over again that she didn't mean to kill. So I'm going to guess it overruled the original verdict and it was manslaughter, not murder. Okay, am I wrong? Um, well, let's let's find Ooh, out because because, because it was three to two decision oh, as well. Oh wow! So this is where now, imagine you were a solicitors company and you wanted to advertise to all those bright young students you've got coming out of John Moore's. This is where we do an advert for them. Yeah, we'll be back with the result right after this. Yeah, yeah. So. Good law is a new kind of law company. <laughs> <laughs> we want you. So, so the appeal was refused. Wow. Wow, so it is murder. So it's murder, yeah. So it didn't overrule Smith because, and this is why it's important, mm. Um It didn't overrule Smith because the, the Criminal Justice Act had already done that. In yes. Sense. Um, so, they, so they found that a, basically a person has the requisite mens rea for murder. They knowingly committed an act which was aimed at someone. So it was aimed at, it was aimed at, at this, yeah. this woman um, and which was committed with the intention of causing death or serious injury. And so what Lord Hailsham um, held that the intention could also exist where the defendant knew there was a serious risk that death or serious bodily harm will ensue, ensue from their acts and commits those acts deliberately and without lawful excuse with the intention to expose a potential victim to that risk as a result of those acts. Um, it doesn't matter in such circumstances whether the defendant desires those consequences or not. So, so the intention is there because because if you look at the nature of what she did, yeah. in terms of she's put an accelerant Petr- in there, yeah. petrol, she's not um, phoned the fire brigade, she's not given any warning to anyone. She's it's literally the middle of the night as well. Middle of the night, you know, it it is very foreseeable that someone could be caused serious yeah. harm in that. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's you know, and highly probable that that serious you know that, that serious harm will occur. Um, and obviously, you don't need the intention to kill to commit murder; just the intention to cause serious, serious harm. harm. Yes. So, because 
even though she didn't, that wasn't what she actually directly intended. Um, it it was so it was so um, probable that it moved beyond recklessness and into intention, and that's what Hayam decided. Uh, I wonder if she knew, and we will never find out. But I wonder if she knew that the woman had two kids. If she's found out her address, then she probably scoped it out. You would imagine she probably did know that this B had two children living yeah. with her. I mean, as well, from the dry facts that are reported like that, it feels like, well, she didn't, she she said she only wanted to send out a warning and stuff. But if you were in court, so much more would, it, it wouldn't be this dry, would it? It wouldn't be, I only intended to do this. She were known, she was, she were looked from across the road and watched her going in the house to make sure it's the right one. And yeah, she'd find out yeah. about the affair. It's probably all... Yeah. It's probably an awful case to listen to, actually. Yeah. With the debt, ultimately, the death of two innocent children. Exactly. It'd be really awful. Um, and, and, you know, in circumstances like that, you know, for a jury, they've probably not got much sympathy oh, for no. her. Oh, no. Absolutely not. And her trying to sort of say, on a point of technicality, um, I didn't, in, you know, I didn't intend for this to happen, so therefore you shouldn't convict me of murder. Um, and obviously, the, you know, and, and the, the, ju- the judiciary have, have agreed. Um, that actually her actions uh, were, were suitably culpable that, that she, she should, you know, she should be convicted of murder. Right, so um, here's, stop a sec. This is an interesting question, maybe. Um, so, Crime Court um, was the first one. Was it Hailsham? Um, Possibly. Acne. I can't remember. Acne. Oh, Acne. Yeah. Acne yeah. J. So, Acne with the jury. So, the jury decide on guilt. In yeah. the crime so court. he directs the jury as to what they need yes. to decide on, and that's where the the appeal point comes from. Has um, he directed it, them correctly? Has he directed them correctly as to the law of what they have to decide? Yeah. Because if, if he had, for example, had, had um, said it's what the reasonable person, yes, if you think a reasonable person would have foreseen this, then that direction would have been wrong because of the intervening criminal justice yeah. act since the Smith case, and that then then she would have probably. Appealed successfully and a conviction would have been quashed, um, but they so yeah. But Acne's direction was that um, the motive didn't matter, and that you know if it was highly probable and she foresaw that etc., then the sufficient mens rea is there for murder. So, crime court jury moves up on a point of law on that direction, moves yeah. up to the appeal, um, and then ultimately to the House of Lords. Yeah, there's no jury in those other two other. It's no, just no. It's just it's just examining whether or not the direction given to the jury was correct. So you're not overruling the jury dis- decision because you don't know on what basis the jury have decided things. Mm. You just know on what basis they've been directed. So the jury have to, have been sent away with a direction from the judge. I want you to concentrate your minds on whether or not you believed that it was highly probable that serious harm would result to from this, you know, set of set from this action, in essence. Um, and it's whether or not that was correct. If that if that wasn't correct, then the jury are deciding on the wrong basis. Yeah, yeah. So it's unsafe. Even if they may have actually found that, you know, the jury might have found. Actually, I think it's this. But the jury go away with a set of questions basically to consider from from the judge who listens to the law and, and is meant to direct them correctly as to what the law is. And most of the time, judges do. But it's it's when it's in developing areas like this where it's contentious yeah. potentially that it gets appealed up. And then the House of Lords, they look through effectively the 
uh, Jewish, you know, the jurisprudence in, in the area and, and the case law and the history and the developments of it through cases and statutory law and look at where the law stands now. Um, and in this case, they found that Ackner had applied in his direction, he'd applied the law correctly, and therefore the conviction was safe and it should stand. So the appeal was dismissed. So um, there's another episode of Barely Legal um, <laughs> done. So if you like, if you like that, then please, you know, like. Subs- do we subscribe? Don't know. You anymore. subscribe, like, not like. Yeah, subscribe. Um, follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter, which is at Barely Legal Pod. Yes, um, and we're also uh, on Insta, but it's really hard for us to do Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we're not young and attractive, are we? So Instagram well, is not our thing. We, we want to put links on, and it won't let you put links on. Right, so then okay. we, the only visual we've got is the poster you designed, which is a blue poster, right. which is very nice as a logo, but it's not. Yeah. So well, anyway, there you go. This this is our pithy <laughs> little bit at the end. So follow us on on, on Twitter. Retweet when you see episodes coming out. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Mention it if you're a John Moore student and you listen. Mention it. It will get you a slightly better grade <laughs> than if you didn't. And you can win a prize of a night out with us when um yeah like say one of us is gigging at Hot Water, uh, which I am doing. On a, on a Wednesday after I've been teaching really? in the next couple of weeks. And yeah. I did it last week. So if you're a listener, um, you want to come for a couple of drinks with us, yeah. uh, then that sounds awesome. Please note, drinks can only be uh, redeemed <laughs> by girls under the age of 30. <laughs> <laughs> no boys. <laughs> in fact, let's say under the age of 45. <laughs> yeah, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. <laughs>